So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, welcome back. And today we're going to talk about even more social skills because I think that they are just really important. It's an amazing thing and I'm also very interested in it. So it might also be a little tiny bit selfish. I gotta have to admit. But yeah, we're going to go through another book, you know, after the intro. As always, you know, because we are doing this, you know, because it's amazing. And with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And I'm really happy to talk about this. Um, it's probably going to be a one episode only thing, you know, because it is very, very, very short, which is good on one hand and um, maybe even bad on the other when it just comes down to, okay, is there enough of information in here or um, stuff? I don't know. And uh, no. So the book is called Improve Your Social Skills by Daniel Wendler, um, who apparently has had or is still having Asperger's, or Asperger's, however it is, or Asperger's syndrome, as it is called. So he had to really learn all the social skills from zero, you know, because I don't know if you know that, but Asperger syndrome people, if I can say that, I'm not quite sure, they, uh, they don't have social skills, you know, they... They think in different senses, I guess. You know, I don't really know why it is the case. I just know it. Um, yeah, right. This is a really good explanation. Like, yeah, it is the case because it is what it is. So improve your social skills is a very practical, practical guide to help readers to improve their social skills and emotional intelligence. The bullet summary. By the way, we are on the uh, powermoves.com site. The link is going to be down in the description. It is for free. Um, I think five articles a month are for free. And the book is rated five out of five. So... It is pretty good, but it's uh, relatively short, as you can see, you know, it's not that of a long one. But uh, the bullet summary, social anxiety is a fake fear and you can't overcome it. Social skills can be learned with practice and good theory. And the last one is empathy is the key. It will allow you to know what others are feeling because it will let you know how others are feeling and or allow you to know what others are feeling. Yes, indeed. I gotta have to say this as well. I do really believe that empathy is a huge thing, a huge important point and... Yeah, people are really gifted and empathetic. You know, people that are uh, naturally really empathetic are maybe also just naturally really charismatic. I don't know. Could be the case. Maybe there is a correlation or a causation, but I don't really know. About the author. Daniel Wendler says that he was very socially awkward growing up, but he improved immensely or immensely. Since Wendler has Asperger's syndrome, what he says is most likely true. Probably, yeah, because they, they really have a tough life in, ter in, in terms of that. Like, they really do, because if you're just socially not acceptable in this or the other way, then it's going to be difficult. You know, it's, you're going to have a hard time meeting people, knowing people, just having friends and all those things. So, yeah, foundation, overcoming social anxiety. Wendell says the first step to overcoming social anxiety is to understand the difference between physical fear and, oh, and true fear. It's a little bit of a... No, fuck. Can I zoom out there a little bit? I can indeed. So I'm going to do it like this. I hope you can read it. It's a little bit small. I'm actually very sorry for that. But yeah, um, fuck. So the true fear is because something in your environment is truly dangerous and your fear is justified. So there is really something going on and it is your body saying like, well, you should really keep it hands. I you know you should really just have an eye on this and that and whatnot. But the plot twist is physical fear is the activation of the fear system without any real danger. And of course, social anxiety is a physical 
fear. You know, there is nothing really to, to hide from or there's nothing really that is life threatening, but it is just your system being like, there is something going on. You should be afraid, but there is nothing motherfucker, which is the problem, which really is a problem. And this is also one of the reasons why I like to talk about fear, because it's not only the case for social anxiety, like a lot of things. A lot of things. Even though I think social anxiety is a really broad term and there's going to be a lot of these things that I have in my mind in this term. So yeah, still there's other things outside of this, I guess. Learn the basis of body language. The author gives you a very niche, uh, nice crash course on body language. I totally agree with him when he says that there are thousands of different expressions, but the only two signals you need to understand are comfort and discomfort. He says when you learn that you can gosh your interaction and adjust accordingly, seeing discomfort, start troubleshooting or cut your conversation short, maybe you're boring them. Comfort signals? Green light, keep going. For some pictures on body language, check how to walk sexy, what the fuck, sexy body language at the bar, and my book summaries with lots of body language resources. I gotta have to check them out because I want to see what it is all about. Gonna do it like this. How to walk sexy and confident man's guide with videos. It's also a woman's guide. And this is, by the way, just uh, the author of the article, you know, just to explain and or to say or something. So what should we be doing? You know, move your shoulders, a shoulder swag. Uh, <laughs> You know, who isn't familiar with the shoulder swag is a crucial aspect of a sexy walk. Someone sources say, some sources say that swinging the shoulders makes them look broader and highlights a positive masculine quality. Shoulder swag is also a sign of energy and vitality. Uh, opposite to men, women instead sway their hips and bottom to highlight feminine, fe- feminine, femininity. What the fuck? Okay, if I just go like this, you know, I'm gonna be super cool, am I? I'm not gonna look like a fucking idiot. Should I? <laughs> I'm probably just overdoing it. But let's just have a look at the video. Oh, I see. It's just, just doing this. Just a little... No, no, not like too much, I guess, because if you're just doing it too much, you're gonna look like, I don't know, you just are someone or you think you're someone, but you're not someone. You know what I mean? Well, anyway. Pace your walk with your arms. There are two elements of arm movements to walk like a Zed God. Back and forth movement, distance from the body. You want to move your arms at least a bit. So I, by the way, don't know if I'm going to finish up with this one today. Maybe we should, maybe should actually go through the main thing and then hop onto something else, I guess. Is this the one that I know? Because I've had a look at different ones to just make sure I take the quote-unquote right one. Okay, uh, we're going to go through it afterwards, I guess. Manage the conversation flow like ping-pong match. Daniel teaches you how to manage conversations effectively. He introduces the concept of invitation, a question or inspiration, saying something that will make the other person want to jump in. Uh, uh, only invitations will make the conversation like... What? Only invitations will make the conversation like an interview. Only inspiration is hard, so the, uh, so the author proposes a mix. I see, I see, I see. Just a note from my side. I like the, the, the idea of Mark Manson in models saying it is good to replace questions with statements. A question, he says, begs for an answer. Yes, indeed. And it is very funny because I've talked about it with a friend and I've also said that in an episode already. But if you're just writing with somebody or texting somebody, then you really quickly get into an interview kind of thing, I'd say, you know that uh, you're just asking questions all the time, even though, because I've, I've had a look at some, some sources there, um, and they say like, okay, of course, in the very beginning, it makes sense to do so. I don't, 
in the very beginning, it makes sense to do so because, uh, I don't know, like, how should you elsewhere or else how? Just uh, create a conversation if you're not asking a question or, as he also says, making a statement. And But I think a, a question is pretty good to start a conversation because there's probably going to be an answer. And if there is no answer, then possibilities are pretty high that the person does not want anything to do with you or want to have anything to do with you or something like that. Um, but, 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 but... Um, the thing is, if you're just asking too much questions, it's going to be a fucking interview. And of course, and it is, by the way, also something that I had to think about. Like, I, I always had it in my mind, but I thought like, well, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense if I just be like, well, um, this is what it is. Like just making statements. I thought it is not good because it's just a statement like, okay, uh, even though it, it could be funny, but I was like, well, nah, it's not good. It has to be something else. But apparently like, yes, indeed. Having a fucking interview is also not that of a good thing, I assume, and I would say. Uh, learn the basic of group conversation. I agree with Daniel's suggestion. He says, the first thing you should look at is if the groups are open or closed to new people joining. Closed means they are huddling and there is little physical space to actually join, yes? Open means they are facing the larger group or it's physical ease for new members to join in. Yes, and I think if just two people talk with one another and they're just really close, then I guess, you know, it's my hot take, that it's, it's not a good idea to just step in and be like, wow, what's up, bitches? Not gonna be good, I guess. I, I, I think. <laughs> to join a group, he advises you either introduce uh, uh, introducing yourself directly or indirectly. Check the book for details on how to execute both. It is quite good. Also check successful group conversation. Okay. Develop empathy to get to the next level. You know, because we all want to get to the next level, motherfucker. Daniel stresses the need for empathy to succeed socially, which or with which I wholeheartedly agree. And he proposes you check out the book, uh, and he proposes you to check out the book Social Intelligence, which, to be honest, I haven't found to be very enlightening. Yeah, we all have different opinions, isn't it the case? The author says that empathy is partly innate and partly you can grow it. Yes, indeed. You know, there's just some people that are having more empathy and some people that are having less empathy. Daniel says, first you need to understand yourself and allow yourself to feel the feelings you're feeling. Check daring greatly. And then you can move to emphasize with others. Yes, I would say so. Even though only because you're feeling a certain way in a certain uh, situation doesn't necessarily mean that another person is always going to feel that way. Even though I think we're always going to assume that it is the case and, and, and step forward with it. So, so I don't know. Like, if you f think that a person might be annoyed by you saying that, you shouldn't probably say. Even though we we never ever know. But the problem is, can you go back? You know, can you return or reverse the whole thing? Often you can't. Sometimes it's it's not that of a big deal. You know, sometimes it's gonna be like, what did you say or some shit? And and then it's not that of a huge thing, you know. But if you can't reverse it, then it is fucked up, and and you fucked up then as well. Uh, yes. Make some friends and develop a relationship. Improve Your Social Skills also has chapters dedicated specifically to where and how to meet friends and how to get girlfriends. Interesting. And how to nurture and devote both friendships and girlfriends. We come from very different perspective and experience when it comes to dating, but I respect Daniel's opinions. He proposes to start as friends and it is an interesting opinion because he says that that's the only way to attract, to be attracted to the real personalities right yeah most of all i really appreciated something he said which i will quote and the quote is if you are more concerned with what your partner can do for you than with what you can do for your partner then you should not be dating them yeah 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 
Maybe. Maybe. I think it's a good one. I think really is a good one. Just had to think about whether I did that, I'm doing this, whatnot. Hmm. I think so and so, to be honest. And uh, the other way around, uh, after having... And the other way around, yeah, indeed. Uh, after having read a bunch of women's dating books all about playing games, uh, all about playing games, I really appreciate Daniel's point of view. That's indeed how the best relationships are about playing games. I don't like playing games. I always find that a bit stupid, to be honest. Like being, okay, I'm not gonna... Uh, I'm not gonna just uh, answer this girl, you know, because I just want to make myself feel, okay, I'm a huge deal and stuff. No, you're a fucking asshole. Piece of shit idea. I know, there's actually a, a huge and funny thing that Will Smith said. I can't recap it, unfortunately, even though I've probably been listening to Dave just for 5,000 times. But this is amazing. He says that fear is a piece of shit and that it makes you think like, okay, the best thing to... <laughs> The best thing to just um, make a woman attractive to you is just ignoring her, you know? Just ignore her. It's a really good idea, he said. It's just the dumbest fucking piece of shit idea you can ever have. It's <laughs> and it always makes me laugh. It's just, it's an amazing thing because it is so dumb indeed. In spite social skills are some of the, oh, I'm sorry, the real life applications. Match eye contact. I like how Daniel simplify eye contact, which in many resources are made to sound very complex. Uh, simply hold eye contact with them more or less as they hold eye contact with you. This is something that I have also thought about. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it is a good one. I think, I think it also makes sense, you know, based on the whole copycat thing, like people like people, they are like themselves and stuff, um, which is also one of the reasons why copying body language is a good thing and copying also tonality. Uh, how to use words, what words to use, what structures to use, also when it is about writing, probably, I think makes sense. But in terms of that, like if somebody is not having eye contact with you, then you're not going to have eye contact with them, probably, unless you're staring at them. But I think what he really means is that there is going to be a one-to-one -one ratio that if somebody looks at you in the eyes, then you're also going to do that. But if you notice that you do it while they are just looking away, then you should be doing it the next round, I think. Like, this is how I'm receiving it right now. It, it, it at least would make sense, I guess. Because then it is like, it's the same thing. You know, it, it think it's not going to be, or we're not going to be able to just do it uh, just at a time, I guess. So, so yeah. So, yeah. The review. Inspired social skills are some of the most important abilities one could develop. There are a few good books on a subject out there. And I find improve. Uh, your social skills to be one of the best beginner's guides. It is a different style than the power moves, which focuses focuses not only on social skills, but also on the darker side of human nature. I don't know the author personally, but I have a very good impression of him. He communicates with solid morals and ethics, and he is a guy I could see myself being friend with or friends with. The fact he overcame Asperger's syndrome to become socially effective gives Daniel a strong perspective on working on the basics and that most other authors don't have. And if I may add, it is also a testament to human capabilities, a beautiful mes message from Daniel there. Further reading, there's other books and whatnot, but I actually want to check out the other stuff that he... Sexy body language at the bar. Let's see what this is all about. It's probably going to be a little bit cringy and stuff and flowery and whatnot. Taking up space. And this is the author once again. I really like that he is just always giving like examples. Touching people, not moving for others. Oh, for women? For women? Is it like just they should be doing it? Locking in? Or is it like if you're a man, it is for a woman? I don't know. Nodding up. Nodding down is a sign of submissiveness. A big sign of alpha male body language indeed is that of nodding up. <laughs> 
it kind of feels so dumb, actually. You know, because is he doing the? Here's an equally powerful but more polished way of doing it from Brad Pitt. Interesting. I do, by the way, always wonder if they're just doing it consciously or if it is like just something they do. Center of attention. Alpha males are not always the center of attention, but the more powerful people in a room usually are. I want to just go through it just from the top, I guess. Alpha male body language, full guide, videos and pictures. How does the body language of an alpha male look like if you have the question in mind? Well, never mind. I, I want to have the walking thing. Pace your walk with your arms. There are two elements of your arms movement back to back or back and forth and distance from the body. You want to move your arms at least a bit. Not moving and standing still is a typical fear response response part of the freeze category of our reptilian brain, which is the amygdala, by the way, which is exactly what you do not want to communicate. So always swinging just completely like, like a windmill. Similarly, no, don't do that. Similarly, arms too close to your body signal fear and overconfidence. Uh, uh, unconfidence, I'm sorry. It is when we are afraid of venturing in a nearby territory or territory. Indeed, that we keep our arms close to our body. Yes, and because there might be somebody that's fucking us, I don't know, hurting us, stuff like that. Why? Because we unconsciously feel like our arms could be more helpful close by to defend our body. Yes, and to not be hurt. The badass walk, arms spread out. Is this like a good? It's probably. I think this is like just a negative example. Is it? Again, you don't want to send this message you are afraid of your surroundings. For a sexy and confident walk, we'll move our arms and we'll spread uh, them farther from our... Okay, it's the positive example. I see. It is. Even though I think you can very, very easily overdo it. Splay your legs. Keep your legs crossed when we are fearful. And we keep our legs open when we want to show openness and masculinity in what's often called a crotch display. Yes, indeed. An easy way of adding splayed legs to your body, uh, to your walk, is to avoid your thighs rub each other. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna watch the video. But it's pretty cool that he's just making videos there. And also just walking around like a dumbass in public. Also something. Walk with erect posture. Slouching and dropping our shoulders is a way of closing within ourselves and defending our inner body. Yes, indeed. If I just go like this, it's not looking backward. Even though. I don't know. A problem that I'm having with that is smile slightly. I will have a proper article on smiling, but this short uh, of it is that there are two main ways you can smile. Teethy smile and the sexy smile. This is the sexiest mugger version. A tight-lipped smile says you've got some secrets in your life that makes you feel confident, superior, what Like, yeah, the, the problem that I'm having, which is what I wanted to say just back then, is uh, that it's always going to be like, hmm, you know, how will I look to other people? You know, how they will receive me? What will they think about me? Like, in various different uh, ways, I think it is important. Like, yeah, but often, nah. You know, we shouldn't overdo it, I think. I really believe in that. And now it is loading once again. And I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm gonna unplug this. It's really loud, probably. Sorry for that, if it was really loud. Oh, it it worked. It actually worked. So, uh, not gonna turn around. Oh, but I am gonna turn around, you know? Before I do that, it's going to be the question of the day, because the question of today is, and I'm going to be really small because, yeah, because of reasons, um, the, uh, I'm actually, I could go into my, I would actually like to see whether this is actually a good thing, because there's probably no fucking uh, bounce back of audio, I guess, I assume, because, uh, yeah, there's actually no fucking audio bounce back, as it is just in here. Well, anyway, I think that we shouldn't be overdoing things. This is my opinion. This is what I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the question of the day, right? The question of the day is, how can you make things for other people that to make their lives better? 
Can you make something? Because you probably can, and it is an amazing thing if you think about it. But yeah, with that being said, I wish you the best, health, of happiness, and all the success, and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered. It basically means your legacy basically means just being a nice person and being remembered as a nice person, motherfucker. This was really nice right now. <laughs> Like, really, indeed. Um, but yeah, three other questions that I have for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change? And what is bothering you the most? These three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a good thing, which is an amazing thing, you know? And, and yeah, by the way, just because I'm thinking about it, I think me talking for more than like, I don't know, several hours, whether this is just English or whether this is just another language, also I think uh, helped me communicate better in terms of also using my voice differently. Uh, having different sounds of voice, maybe sounding a particular way if you want to or something. And yeah, stuff like that. And I'm going to just catch this with two fingers or I'm not. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to see you the next time. Thank you very much for everything. I really, truly appreciate that. And I hope that I've been able to help you somehow. I, I really do hope. And I'll see you. Bye-bye.